Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, we're very honored to be joined at this uh, time of urgency by the Congresswoman representing Orange County, Congresswoman Val Demings. Congresswoman, good morning to you. First of all, on a personal note, how are you? Uh, how is your family, your loved ones? How are you all taking good care in this current crisis. Well, good morning, uh, Reverend Thompson. It's great to be back with you and your listening audience. And, you know, we are trying to do what really every other family is trying to do, and that's just take care of themselves, their physical health, and their mental, emotional, and economic health. Um, And so, you know, my husband serves as the mayor of Orange County, so he has been quite busy. Mm -hmm. He recently issued a stay-at-home order, and just getting that implemented, as you can understand, is quite uh, the strategic task. But uh, we're getting it done, and we're just making sure that people put their health and their safety first, and we can certainly uh, get through this. I I was was reading that... It was some type of report done that indicated that Orange County is actually, Orange County, Florida actually has an A rating in terms of of people practicing social distancing. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. And you know, Reverend Thompson, I really do believe that I've seen this country under some of the toughest of times, and I really do believe that we can get through anything if we have good leadership at the top with clear direction, look, people just want to know what they need to do and make sure they have the resources to survive. And while we've watched, um, unfortunately, our administration kind of downplay the pandemic and not really be completely accurate with the American people in Florida, our governor has been tr- trying to follow the president's lack mm-hmm. of lead. We see other governors, we see mayors that are really stepping up 
and making the decisions that need to be made to take care of people. And that's what uh, Mayor Demings has done and, and other. We have uh, 13 municipalities within Orange County, and all of the mayors there, including Orlando Mayor uh, Dyer and others, have really stepped up and supported this stay-at-home order because if we're going to get this virus under control, then we've got to seriously, with no – with zero tolerance, you know, to really practice social distancing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're seeing in Orange County. We're seeing it in other places where leaders have really stepped up, and uh, I hope we see it really throughout the nation. And what about the numbers? I understand that uh, Orange County, as well as other counties in Florida, are still being hit pretty hard by this virus. Yeah, you know, um, Mayor Demings just gave, really helped to put it into perspective uh, a couple of days ago. And he said, a, like a week ago, a little over a week ago, there was one confirmed case. And then on the day that he did this second press conference, there were 50 cases. Mm -hmm. And now we're well over 100 cases. And so, you know, we've seen those testing positive, those numbers continuing to climb. Now, part of that is, you know, we started out, testing was not available. There was a lot, really no clear direction of who should be tested and how are you going to get tested. And um, But with more testing, certainly you're going to see uh, more positive cases. And I don't think that, um, you know, I've heard some of the medical experts say that the worst is yet to come. I really do believe that that we're going to see those numbers rise. We're certainly concerned about hospitals and their capacity. Um, but we're, you know, just glad to see this, at least people kind of coming together and getting it. And uh, we need to mm. continue to rely on information from medical experts. I would lean on most governors and local officials who are used to taking care of people and not really uh, don't really play political games and right. try to BS their way through everything. Um, sounds like you're also, again, alluding to someone. What, what is the deal with Ron DeSantis? What is you mentioned he's just following uh, Trump's right. lead I, or lack of lead. But it, it, what he's doing is endangering people's lives. And let me say this, you know, leaders. I mean, how well I know, having been a police chief, have to make mm -hmm. tough decisions, right? Mm -hmm. But if you aren't prepared or ready to make those tough decisions, perhaps you should not be the leader, and that's okay, too. Uh, we just dealt with, uh, as everybody did, with spring break, and we know a lot of spring breakers find their way to Florida. Uh, and the governor refused to close down every beach. And so you saw local elected officials stepping up and basically just closing their beaches on their own. But, you know, to watch the video, it was really quite depressing and um, shameful, I think, to watch the videos of many young people who, you know, are there just trying to have a good time and maybe not understand the seriousness of mm -hmm. the epidemic and watch our governor just refuse to close those beaches down. Uh, and so as members of Congress, the Democratic Florida delegation sent, uh, you know, a letter to the governor basically urging him to shut down the beaches. And so I think our governor, uh, unfortunately, is concerned about his relationship with the president. Um, and that's that's shameful. He, we need him to lead in Florida to take care of Floridians. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned being back in Washington, Congresswoman Demings. Um, 
this is obviously for the vote. Um, and just so we're clear on process, this is a a vote on the Senate legislation that just passed. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And, you know, negotiations with the Senate were rough. Yeah, um, yeah. There were a lot of things that, look, Reverend Thompson, we're in the business of taking care of people. And um, I, I, I hope that every senator and every member of Congress and every elected official, every community leader would remember that people are at the core of every decision that we make. And we always have to remember that, that their safety and well-being should be our primary concern. So the negotiations with the Senate were rough. But finally, um, late at night, we did reach a bill or, or reach agreement with the Senate. The bill passed. And now it comes back to the House. You know, we're also concerned about practicing what we preach in terms of social distancing. So we've had numerous conference calls every day, all day long, really talking about the logistics of being able to vote on Mm. this bill. Now, uh, there has been a lot of talk about proxy voting. There's been a lot of talk about remote voting. We have some constitutional issues there. We're just not at the point, and that's a whole nother show invite me back to talk about that Mm. those are things that we certainly will consider in the future for Mm -hmm. emergency situations but we are hoping today um or you know when the floor leadership gathers with committee chairs and some other uh committee members members from committees with jurisdiction gather on the floor um, they'll have a debate about the bill as we always do and then they will vote um, try to pass the bill by voice vote, and that's just calling for the yays and nays. Um, we are hoping that there will be only yays, that everybody mm. on the floor at this current time will vote in favor of the bill, and when they call for nays, that there will be none. Yeah, yeah. But let's say, you know, we don't, we don't know what we might see, and so in the event that the bill does not pass, um, just strictly on voice vote, then we'll have to regroup and then call as many members back. Um, I'm here, and I'm just kind of in a waiting mode. I'm standing by as well as many other members from all over the country. Everybody couldn't get back. Everybody shouldn't have to come back. Right, but we right. certainly, if we have to do a roll call vote, we'll have to uh, have a quorum here. And so if we do have to move to that process, we'll have a quorum and move on. Now, the, what I can assure you and your listeners of is this. The bill will pass. Uh, we have enough members on both sides of the aisle who support this legislation. The question is, we will be able to do it on voice vote, and I pray that we will be able to. Now, isn't it the case, too, there was some news reports that there were a, at least a member or several members on the other side of the aisle um, who were pushing for people to come back, that there may have been a way to do this. And I know you said, uh, I was talking with uh, Congresswoman Beatty the other day, she said exactly what you said, that there are some some issues in terms of remote voting, but that there may have been a way to get this one done. But there were some other members who were threatening uh, to call for floor vote, and everyone had to rush back. Is is that is that accurate? Well, so, I'm I'm not aware of that, so I can't okay. confirm or deny that. I okay. am not aware of that. I I did hear though 
that there were some members uh, on both sides of the aisle, and I don't know how many on either side, who were opposed to remote voting. I see. I see. Um, and I don't know whether those discussions really centered around in all cases or, um, you know, in emergency cases. I don't know how those discussions went, but I was informed by leadership that there were members who opposed on both sides of the aisle. But we'll, we'll get through that and we'll work that out. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, just curious, have... Are there concerns, though, about health? I mean, is certainly in terms of people coming back and I mean, we know some people have been affected there. I mean, you know, at some point we may not have a choice. You're absolutely correct. We have members who, uh, as you well know, have tested positive and my my thoughts and prayers just go out to them but to every member in this country and look this is a world pandemic and every family who's dealing with this virus that we're still scrambling to fully understand and i thank god for the medical experts uh who we all should be led by um but yeah so we are certainly concerned about our own members and um you know there are some who like I said, are suffering from the virus themselves. There are some who have vulnerable people in their households who may be already testing positive with the virus or that they, you know, the members are very concerned about where they go and who they interact right. with because they don't want to take the virus back home to their loved ones. And so we are very, very concerned about that. But uh, the speaker and other leadership, Leader uh, Whip Clyburn and Leader Hoyer have made it quite clear that we do not want any member traveling, either whether by car, train, or plane, coming back to the House floor if they should not. And no one knows better than them whether they should do that or not. We are committed to, as I said, practicing what we preach, and that's social distancing. And so we have developed a plan with guidance from the um, House doctor about how we should, if we do have to go to the floor to vote, how we should do that. We'll certainly be doing it in smaller groups. Everybody's divided into certain zones, if you will, so many people in each zone until we get through everybody that is currently here so we can get the vote passed if we have to do that. So I would just say to to members on both sides of the aisle that the best way to take care of our constituents is to get this relief to them as quickly as possible. The best way to take care of ourselves is to get this bill passed as quickly as possible. And the best way to do that is to pass this bill by voice vote. So we'll see what happens. Um, it, it, now, just to also be clear, the the there was new legislation that the speaker announced. Um, that will be taken up later, I presume? That's right, okay. because, right. look, this is a $2 trillion right. relief package. And, look, Reverend Thompson, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. But when you think about a pandemic or, or this virus, COVID-19, being in all 50 states, you know, FEMA likened it to we know what a natural disaster can do to a state or a couple of states or a region. They likened it to having a, a natural disaster in all 50 states at the same time. So that that really helps to put it into perspective. So while $2 trillion is a lot of money, it's not enough. And we understand that. 
But we also understand we're in the business of taking care of people and taking care of small businesses and those who are hurting the most. And so this bill will get aid in the hands of those who need it as quickly as possible. But there will need to be other legislation, and the speakers already and leadership already working on that legislation with input from every member of Congress. And so we will have to see another relief bill and then maybe another relief bill until we get this virus under control. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, it won't. One won't be enough. A lot more must be done. Um, That's right. Um uh, lastly, Congresswoman Nimmings, and again, we're thankful for you joining us, and we're thankful for your for your hard work. I know um, that um, you are a woman of faith, um, and um, this is a very, very trying time. Um, how are you holding up um, in terms of? all of this and on behalf of your constituents, I, I've pretty much decided, uh, and I'm here in New York, as you know, in the epicenter. Yeah. This is some spiritual warfare that we're also going to have to get. I mean, we, we talk about the policy and all the legislative work, which is absolutely necessary, but it's clear to me that this is also a level of, of spiritual warfare. Have, have you been talking to constituents? How were they doing? How were they holding up just, just from a, a spiritual point of view, um, how are things back home in Orange County? And, you know, Reverend Thompson, this is a tough time. And, you know, I, I, I have this saying that faith is like insurance. Uh, you better have enough of it when you need it. Mm. And uh, I've had extensive conversations with my pastor and uh, church leadership, and, you know, we've just uh, gone over to um, virtual worship. And when you think about the black church, moving to that standpoint is mm. a big deal. It's a major mm. deal because fellowship is such a major part of who we are, but it, it's a major part of all um, bodies of faith. And so I have talked to people, not specifically about my religion. I'm a Christian, and that's that's my choice. But I have talked to people about, you, you know, find something bigger than you mm. to believe in. Because when, you know, man and woman has done all that they think needs to be done, mm. God is always on the throne. And God already knows about this day and already knew about this day and this time that we see ourselves in. And sometimes things might be too big for us, but I do know that nothing is too big for God. So while we are watching the medical personnel, the emergency room doctors and nurses and medical staff just doing some unbelievable things today, uh, and they're kind of the unsung heroes out there. We're watching uh, first responders and elected officials and governors all over the land trying to figure this out, and others who just want to help, nonprofits who are suffering themselves for stepping up, making sure that children continue to eat every day in our school systems all over the place. When man and woman has done everything they think they should do, then we need to pray that God will bring it home. And I really do believe that. And so we just, we've watched this country go through some tough times. This country was founded during tough times. And so I do believe while we've seen nothing like this before, that we will get through this. Mm. But we need 
true leadership. You know, yes, and let me just say this too. I heard Please. as I, you know, I mentioned that this virus is in all 50 states, and I heard the president talk the other day. He was talking about. Um, you know, governors that and their responses, and he just couldn't help himself. He had to criticize uh, Governor Whitmer from Michigan. But then he went on to say Michigan is an important state. Well, you know, I, that struck me odd because as the president of the United States, which state is not important to you, mm. Mr. President? Mm. And and or are you talking simply about from an election standpoint? Amen. And, and and that to hear him say that Reverend Thompson was just chilling. Yeah. And so you know, in the absence of leadership, good things don't happen enough, and bad things continue to happen. But my trust is in the people, as it always have been. People on the ground just stepping up and doing miraculous acts of co- kindness and doing their job, and and we'll get through this. Amen. And, and thank you so much for that question. Well, and and uh, not to mention too. The statements about seniors being sacrificed on Fox News and other places, and and you live in a state what where there are a great number of seniors, if not the state with the majority of seniors. I mean, to me, that is also chilling and callous. That's why I know, I realize that this is spiritual. This is on when you start talking that way. When you are made aware back in January that this is going to happen and you refuse to prepare, something we, else is, yeah. is going we, on here. We wrestle not against yep. flesh and blood. Yep. And we always have to remember this. When we start saying we've never seen anything like this before, Amen. we know Amen. there's more going on just an incompetent, unconnected, uncaring president. Um, and, you know, when I think about our seniors, I just so believe that we give honor to whom honor is due. I, I'm sitting here in my office in Congress right now, and you, you know my story, yes, uh, Reverend Thompson. But I know for a fact that I would not be sitting here were it not for those seniors and people before me who sacrifice their blood, sweat, tears, and dignity to make things better for me and future generation. And so to not honor them in a special, precious way, I think uh, really goes straight to the heart of the person that we are, are talking about. And, and, and while we're saying that, let me just talk a little bit about uh, as we, we, you know, in the bill, we, we were looking at trying to get money in the pockets of every individual who makes under $75,000. Uh, $2,400 to couples, $1,200 to individuals, $500 to children. Uh, we're trying to take care of small businesses and nonprofits, trying to work things out for faith-based um, community as well. But making sure that we have free and fair elections is also very important. It has been at the heart, it should be at the heart of everything that we do. This country has voted through wars and tough times. We want to make sure that in November every individual is able to cast their vote. And we're really trying to enhance the ability to vote by mail in every state throughout the land. And so I would just say that let's not forget, as we're not forgetting those, those primary responsibilities like taking care of our seniors and taking care of our children, remember the best way to do that Mm. is to elect people who put people first. Right. And we do not have that right now. 
in the White House. Well, so since you brought that up, where is Florida on on moving possibly to vote by mail? I know that's going to come up in the legislation at some point as well. Money for people to vote by mail. That's really where we have to go. Is is Florida? Florida hasn't hasn't already started that, or, or do they have a program? Right. No, we do, but, uh, you know, certainly absentee ballots, basically vote by mail. We can do that. But we're trying to say, let's vote by mail first, because we don't know as we wrestle with Mm -hmm. this virus and other natural disasters. And, you know, it's Florida, right? We live in a peninsula. So um, the chances of, uh, you know, being affected by uh, uh, hurricanes and other um, natural disasters is always ever present on our mind. We're trying to make vote by mail um, really the first yeah, yeah. way of voting. So that way, if if something happens that is catastrophic, then people can continue to exercise their right to vote. Will Will the governor does he have to support that? Can the Florida legislature just do that? What would be the process down there? Well, we you know we're certainly trying to um, pass legislation federal legislation that will kind of lead the way, but we would certainly need each state to get on board. Um, But you know what, Reverend Thompson, with the groundswell from the people, and, you know, I would think those on the other side of the aisle want to be able to cast their votes too. And if, you know, you're shut Mm. down, completely shut down Mm -hmm. and cannot get to the polls, if you trying to get to the polls, put your life and other lives at at stake, why wouldn't you want to have that process in place? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Which you shouldn't want to resist it at all. Um, Well, let me just say again, thank you. uh, And let let me put it this way. there are those. Well, we, we let's be honest. We have an we we have an, an outright narcissist in the White House. Let's just not even you know mince words about that. We all know that. I think that's pretty clear, you know. But there are those who simply have um, personal aspirations, um, leadership aspirations, and you know, often the greatest leadership is does not come from those who necessarily pursue the title or pursue the recognition or pursue the limelight, but whom the people actually genuinely call for. Um, it seems to me that that's what's going on with you. You know, every every time your name comes up in conversations I have, well, what, what about this? And, you know, we know what I'm talking, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, but I see you doing the work. Um, I've not known you to to seek necessarily the highest offices all the time. You just do the work and that's important. And the work you even got people in your county in Florida volunteering to help people. I mean, that's just, that's just important. And I I think I know you well enough to know that you are focused on helping people through this crisis as opposed to anything else, including that other thing. I, 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 I think I'm right about that, right? Reverend Thompson, I have uh, been, look, I, I think God gives us all a certain purpose. Yeah. And what he gave me was my purpose, my mission is to serve people. Amen. And every job that I have, you know, I say, I don't know whether I chose the job or the job chose me. Mm. All I know is that it was 
people-focused and mission-driven. And I find myself here in Congress really doing the same thing, trying to help people, trying to improve the quality of life for people. And I think about, you know, when I hear the stories of people in my district who are hurting, not sure where their next meal is going to come through from not sure if their small business that they were so proud to open just a short time ago not sure if it's going to close or not you know i i i feel like my major responsibility based on the purpose that god has given me is to do their worrying for them mm. and to do everything within my power to make sure that we relieve their pain and their suffering i am committed to doing that regardless of what seat I am in, that yeah. will never change about me. And you can serve, as Dr. King talked about it. You you don't have to have a, a you know a education, a higher learning degree to serve. Your your subject doesn't have to meet your verb mm-hmm. to serve. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a heart. Yeah. That's, right. that's willing to serve people, and, and that's where I am, and I thank God for giving me that ability and that purpose. Be safe, uh, you and your husband and your family. Um, you are, of course, in my prayers um, as well. Uh, thank you for all that you do. Be safe in the Capitol today, um, and uh, I know you'll keep on doing exactly what you're doing, serving people. We thank you, Congresswoman. And thank you for everything that you do. All right. God bless you. God bless you, you, too. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, subscribe to Make It Plain and Get Woke daily. Check out makeitplain.com to subscribe. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.